Welcome to the RMMTV podcast. I'm Rennie McLean. We are into the supernatural. We believe that the supernatural is the way that you're to walk, the way you're to live. I'm Dr. Marina McLean, and I know that this is a time to walk naturally in the supernatural, grasping all the facets and infrastructure that keeps your mind tuned to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Come and find out how to walk in the supernatural by becoming a subscriber to RMMTV now. Today, we're going to go into an interesting issue. We're going to talk about the heart. So many things are said about the heart, but yet the heart is not understood. But yet, the heart is the only part of you that defines you. And so today, we're going to go into this subject, understanding the heart. I want you to open your hands and lift your hands before God and say this after me. Lord, I come into your presence. I'm aware that you know my heart. My heart is exposed before you. I open my heart to you willingly. And I ask you to do in my heart what only you as God can do. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, it's very interesting. Understanding the heart. You know, it's very interesting. Do you know that most of your body parts are mentioned in the Bible. Hands are mentioned. Shoulders are mentioned. Even your thighs are mentioned. Even your knees are mentioned. Your feet are mentioned. Your ears, your mouth, I mean, you name it. It's pretty much mentioned. But don't you not find it strange that in the Bible, your brain is not mentioned? But the heart is. Do you know that the word heart in the entire Bible from the King James Version of the Bible is mentioned 826 times? The word heart. There's nothing you do today that is without heart. When you go to the gym and you're going to exercise, what do we always say we need to do first? Cardio. Cardio. Interesting. Cardio, it's the Greek word, cardio, from which we, you know, we get into understanding the heart. Hear what God says about the heart. Now, hear what I said now. It's what God says about the heart. First Samuel 16, verse 7. It says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, 
Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him, for the Lord seeth not as man sees. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. That's what God's that's what God's looking at. He's looking at your inward, not your outward expression. He's always looking for the Think about this. And yet in our world today, isn't it interesting that if somebody is really greatly educated, what do we say they have? We say they have what? Brains. <laughs> but you notice, we don't say heart. We say brains. Because the truth is there's a big difference. Hear this. So in the mind of God, you are not measured by brains or by your brains, but you're measured by heart, the heart. Now let's look at what the Bible tells us about the heart. Jeremiah 17, verse 8, sorry, Jeremiah 17, verse 9 and 10. And this is from the Amplified Version of the Bible. It reads like this. The heart is deceitful above all things. Now, so you hear God's priority, how he prioritizes this. Hear what it says now. The heart is deceitful above all things, and it is extremely sick. Who can, hear this now, who can understand it fully and know its secret motives? The Lord search and examines the mind. I test the heart to give to each man according to his ways, according to the results of his deeds. So God himself says that the natural man, a heart without God, and sometimes even a heart that is believing in God, the Bible simply says that that heart, when not kept in check, it says that God says that that heart is above all. Because when we talk about the heart, the heart is the place where you feel. It's where you think. It represents who you really are, the way you think, the way you feel. And the word tells us out of the abundance of the what? Heart, the mouth speaketh. So in the mind of God, the heart and the mouth are one. Hear now what he goes on to say now. So that's what God says now. So hear this now. So the heart stands for the inner being of a person. Now, it's very, very interesting. Hear, hear it again. The heart stands for the inner being of a person. If you don't know my heart, you don't, you cannot say you know me. You might know about me, but you don't know me, the person, because our hearts are concealed. That's why in, in general in life, 
young, in, in general, it is a discipline to learn to not open your heart quickly. You say, why? Because you're opening your heart to what you don't know and to who you don't know. See, that's the reason why when you meet somebody first, unless there's a real, um, unless you connect to them through somebody who you vetted and you know, or unless they're a family member or, or somebody introduces them to you, do you notice when you meet somebody in general, hear what I'm saying, in general, it is always the handshake. Then after the second time you get to, you, the word is you get acquainted with them, then you move from the hand to the embrace. In certain cultures, it is always embracing. But the principle is the Bible teaches us to not open the heart quickly. In fact, it goes as far as to say to guard it. Guard it, guard it. Live in a state of alertness. Now, when you live in a state of alertness, you know what begins to develop in your life? Discernment begins to develop in your life. And the reason why it begins to develop is really simple. Because when you're separate and you're not joined, you have perspective. When you're joined and you're connective, you can't see because you're already within. And so that's the reason why the whole concept now of understanding a person, until you know the heart, you don't know the person. Hear me now. You might know data, but you don't know the person. God is the creator of heaven and earth. Humans were God's idea. So only God knows the heart. That's why a psychologist can only help you so much. You say why? They can study, they can study, they can study. But you are an individual. And nobody is alike, even though we have similarities. Let me give an example of similarities. Oh, but do you notice, for example, when we talk about manipulation and control, do you notice how quick we talk about Jezebel? Do you, not, do you notice we talk more about Jezebel than we do Delilah? But yet Delilah was no different to Jezebel because they were both manipulators. They were both controllers. But it's what you prefer. And that's where the church is. It, it goes by what it can prefer or what it can handle. But the bottom line of it, I want you to hear it. Let me get back to this principle. God knows the heart. And so that's why we have to understand it. Hear what it says now. Because the heart stands for the, hear it again, the heart stands for the inner being of a person. Now, hear this now. Hear this now. Proverbs 4, 23. And this is from the Amplified Bible also. It says, watch over your heart with all diligence. Now, watch this now. Diligence. Okay, diligence. Here it is now. For from it flows the springs of life. So we know that the heart 
is where life begins. Whatever is in your heart is what is in your life. And then it goes on to tell us something very profound. And I want you to listen to this. The famous scripture that we quote, Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks, for as, this is from the Amplified also, for as he thinks in his heart, notice in his heart, it says, so is he. And the Amplified goes on to say like this, in behavior, one who manipulates, he says to you, eat and drink, yet his heart is not with you, but is begrudging the cost. The principle is this. I want to hear it so far because this is what, if we just encapsulate this so far. Number one, the heart is the real you. Number two, heart, your heart is where your life begins. Whatever is in your heart is going to flow into your life. Number three, it tells us we're made to understand that from the heart we think, from the heart we reason. Now listen to this, because it's going to make you think. It reveals we think in proportion to a predetermined action. I'm going to say it to you again. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So is he. So is he. Hear it again now. So it means we think in proportion to a predetermined action. So you're not, you're not, you're not doing something on a whim. You're doing something because you thought about it. Now, how quick you thought about it is another story. That's why there's some things you don't do unless you've thought about it for a while. Then you do it. Now, the reason why this is profound and powerful is because our thoughts and our actions are counterparts. If you've been following us in the last several weeks, you've been hearing me bring this revelation on the counterpart. And you need to really get into these teachings because it's going to really change your life. A counterpart. In other words, you will never have a thought without an action. And there cannot be an action without a thought because the thought is predetermined. The action is nothing more than the manifestation. So the Bible says now, as a man, what? Thinketh in his what? Heart. It says, so is he. In other words, you're no more than what you think and what you do. So when people do things and say, I didn't mean to do it, you might not have meant what happened to happen, but you can't say, that you didn't want to do it because you did it. Because your thoughts and your actions are counterparts. They're one. One is internal, the other is the external. 
So I know what you're thinking by what you do. Praise the Lord. Listen to this now. Ooh. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Now, listen to what it says now. Proverbs, <clears throat> Proverbs 27, verse 19, reads like this. As in water, face answers to face. This is from the King James. Here again. As in water, face answers to face. In other words, what that simply means is when you look at the water, what do you see? Yourself. Because from waters, you see a reflection. So in other words... So the heart of man is to man. In other words, watch it, watch it again. Here it's simple but profound. What is in your heart is what is in your life. It's a reflection of what is in your heart. It's a reflection of the real you. Now hear what the scripture says now. And we're going to look at this. And I'm going to say it to you again, just by not to be repetitious, but to establish the point. The condition of your heart is the condition of your life. We are the product of culture and environment and the spirit of the age. This is how you condition the heart. The heart can be conditioned. Well, we know it can be conditioned because the Word teaches us how to condition it. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, listen to it right there. Listen to it again now. Train up a child. Now, this is powerful. Keep this in your mind now. They say a child's thinking pattern is established by the time a child is seven. So you multiply that. By the time a child is 14, they're a teenager, guess what? Your mindset is nothing more than being reinforced. Then when you get to 21, it's three times. Then when you get to 28, can you, now that I'm just, oh, this is prophecy, this is so powerful. Can you understand why there are things in all of our lives that is hard to change? Because the templates have been there from we were children. Some of it goes back to the fact that you would not chastise your child. That's why you're dealing with a demon-possessed child now. The reason, oh, I better shut my mouth right there. Because if you don't, if you don't establish this in a child from the child's youth, guess what? The child does not learn restraints restraints and so the child grows up uncontrollable 
and always wanting their own way. So we have to understand. You've got to understand this now. Your thinking pattern. Remember what I said now. The, one of the functions of the heart, the, the heart is the place where we think. So that, now you've got to understand now. When a child is born, a child doesn't know what it's come into. You say, why? Because it's not developed yet. The child hasn't received an education yet. So who... For more Breakthrough Encounters, visit us on rmm.live.